morning, everybody. Welcome to Home Builders. I hope you're doing well.
Okay? This is not common, what we experience in this classroom. But our ultimate hope is in God. Should we assume that trouble will come our way? Yes. yes. <coughs> what happens when we try to handle it in our own strength? And this is why I, I encourage everybody, if not this class, find a small group, find a group to connect with because we need each other. When we, when we go through difficult times, we can't handle things in our own strength. And when we isolate ourselves, when we get alone, and we, you know, the, we get upset and we think, and I think it's the lie of Satan, nobody loves me, nobody cares, the church doesn't care, the people don't care, whatever. We begin buying into this and we start talking to ourselves this falsehood, and we get alone. And that isolation can really impact our thinking. Psalm 34, 17, we read last week. The righteous cry out. And who hears them? The Lord. When you cry out to the Lord, he hears you. He knows what you're going through. And he can deliver you from the, all their troubles. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and, and you will honor me. And see, that's really part of it. God does things in our life, to, not so that we honor ourselves. Hey, I prayed. That's why it happened. I'm the one that's good. I pray, you're healed, God, I, I'm good. No, it's so that we can honor God. God is amazing. God does things to bless us to, to be able to communicate that to Him. God is our refuge and stronghold in our time of trouble. Psalm 99 and 10 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. But I know you felt that way at times. I think some of you in here have felt forsaken by the Lord, like God's not listening to you. God's not hearing you. And again, we, 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 as humans, we're limited in our understanding, just like Elisha's servant. What are we going to do? The, the, the enemy's all around us. What are we going to do? Oh my gosh, we're going to die. Open his eyes, Lord. We don't even see what God is doing to take care of the situation because our we're blinded. We don't even understand what God is intending to do because this is not our home. We're just passing through. God is doing a lot of things in our life to prepare us. Maybe not even for something today, but maybe for tomorrow. God allows us to experience today so we can bless someone tomorrow. Or maybe a year from now or ten years from now that we didn't even, weren't even aware of. That God will have it designed for us. God, is, God will be our hiding place. This is a psalm of David. Someone read Psalm 32, 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Now think about this. Did David, did God protect him from trouble? Did, he says, you are my hiding place. You will, will protect me from trouble. Did God protect him from trouble? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Depends on the trouble. Yeah, depends on the trouble. And it depends how you see it. So yeah, he Right. And Absalom's son, you know, he went through so many different things that he was hiding in, you know, even in the cliffs of the rock and hiding in caves and, you know, and, and, but he was doing the right thing. He says, you know, you're my hiding place. You protect me from trouble surrounding me with songs of deliverance. God, you're going to take care of me. But, see, the idea, though, is that God assured David that he would deliver him from his troubles. Okay? You'll protect me from ultimate trouble. 
Doesn't mean I'm not going to be in trouble. But you'll protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. See that? You're not delivered when you're not in trouble. But you get songs of deliverance when you've been through it. And God has brought you through that. So you can, you, he, does, he doesn't keep us from trouble. He walks with us during our trouble and delivers us from it. God is our ever-present help. Psalm 46, 1-3. God is our refuge and strength. An ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. You know, count your many blessings, name them one by one. It, it, it's a good practice to sometimes go over your life. Think about how God used and protected you throughout your life. There are times in which you're like, here's, a, here's where I could have been, and this is where I am. This is what could have happened, and this is where I am. This is what yeah, I, you know, I deserve, but this is where I am. There are so many things that God works in our life and takes us through and protects us. He says, one of the key words there, therefore we will not what? Fear. Fear. Don't be afraid. Life is full of challenges, but don't be afraid to keep trusting in God. We don't have to fear our circumstances. We don't have to fear what we're going through. He doesn't take away our troubles, but helps us in the midst of them. Psalm 86, 7. Someone read that for me. When I am in when I am in distress, I call to you because you are answering me. When I'm in distress, I call to you. You'll answer me. Have you experienced that? Can I get it? A witness? Can I get an amen? You know? That's what God is. God comforts us. God promises to help us during our trials and use trials to refine us. We don't like trials. None of us do. I mean, let's admit it. We don't go, yay, trials. But God does use them. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in, it, in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. See, that's the key. Even though we suffer, even though we go through these things, the, the, the heart of the follower of Christ is, God, I don't maybe understand why you're allowing this trial in my life, this circumstance in my life. Maybe it's health. Maybe the health of ourselves, maybe a family member, maybe it's going through a situation at work, maybe the loss of a job, maybe uh, a number of different things that we experience. Financial difficulties, uh, struggles in which we, you know, we've done everything that we know the right thing to do and it's still not turning out the way we had hoped for. But God wants to use you. God wants to use every one of us in this room to comfort somebody. In other words, you have a ministry that God has allowed you to experience things in your life so that you can minister to others as they went through them and how they process that. And how the, and even as a parent or as a grandparent, you teach that to those principles to your children. Because sometimes our kids are so devastated, our grandchildren are devastated by circumstances and experiences that we would almost maybe even at times chuckle about. <laughs> it's not really a big deal. But it is to them. It's huge. And we went through that same thing. 
those experiences that were huge. And yet, at the same time, God brought us through those experiences. And then it's just, you know, it's like for some of you in here who have had the privilege of having multiple children, the first one, you're worried like crazy. You're protective. You're just like sheltering them and everything. By the last one, who cares? <laughs> just, just, just be back by five. <laughs> God has empathy toward us. Yeah. God has empathy toward us when we're struggling. Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Someone read that for me. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help us in time of need. You know, I, I'm so glad that the, the word is empathize and not sympathize. Okay? Jesus doesn't feel sorry for us. Doesn't feel bad for us. He empathized with us. Been there. I've felt that. I've experienced that. And yet without sin. What does empathy mean? Anyway. To feel what the other person is feeling. Pardon? You know what the other person is feeling? Yes. Okay, what else? What's empathy? You've walked in their shoes. You've walked in their shoes. Good. Yeah, to, uh, to dictionary, the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to. Being aware of, being sensitive to. You see, that, that's so different. When we empathize with someone, when we're going through, when we've experienced what they've experienced, we can comfort them. We can understand what they've been through. And Jesus was just that way. He understood. He understands and he shares our feelings. He knows what we're going through. How does he know that? How does he know what we're going through? He was fully man. He was fully man. He was tempted in all ways like we are. He was tempted in all ways like we are. What? He put on flesh. He put on flesh. That had to be a bummer. <laughs> Imagine going through childhood, puberty, life as a child, temptation. Imagine being tempted as God. Yet, like us, yet he was without sin. So how should we respond? When we go through these trials, we should humbly and boldly go to God. See, this is what it says. And, but he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, and hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. You know, when I am weak, then he, so God will give us grace to endure our trials. He doesn't give you the grace until you actually are going through it, though. 
We often fear situations that haven't even occurred yet. We're worried about something that may or may not occur. And God's not going to give you grace for what you haven't experienced yet. It's when you're going through it, not what you fear you may go through. Okay? But when you're going through it, God will give you grace to help you through it. You know, uh, there's so many things in my own life that I could say, you know what, if I knew then what I know now, I don't know. But I do know because God gave me grace at that time for that situation. He gave me the ability to say, okay, you can make it, you can do this, you can survive. <laughs> or the common phrase that I like to use often, I'll outlive them. What? I'll outlive them. There are individuals in your life that sometimes you'll be there in your life and you'll go, Lord, why? <laughs> you know, why? Just outlive them. Just keep doing, just do right. Just keep doing right. Just keep doing right. Just keep doing right. Just keep doing right. Outlive them. You know, and let God handle all of that. I'm not in control. We don't work through all that. You just keep doing the right thing. Just keep doing right. And when and, and God will work everything else out. And when I go through these things, I'm weak. I can't do it. But with God's strength, I can do all things through Christ. It strengthens me. <laughs> yep. God promises to help us when we're tempted. God will provide a way to escape temptation. Amen? Amen. How many of you were tempted this past week? I'm raising my hand. I was tempted. Okay. Based upon this passage, 1 Corinthians 10 13, someone read that for me. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. In other words, you don't have to sin. You don't have to give in to the trials of your life. You don't have to quit. You don't have to throw in the towel. How should we prepare... And win the battle over our temptations. See, based upon this passage, is our temptation unique to us? No. 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 In other words, what I've been tempted by, so have you. Maybe not in the same way. There is unique ways in which we are personally tempted. But it's, it's common to man. And there, there are seven billion of us on this planet. I'm not unique. I haven't went through the same situation that others haven't been through. And I've been, you know, you get tempted to throw in the towel. I have tempted to throw in the towel. I have been tempted to throw in the towel. Can I say it again? I have been tempted to throw in the towel. Have you? Yes. You know? Sometimes you just want to go, I just want to, no. I'm done. Okay? And, and all I can see is Satan going like this. We got another one. Just quit, dude. Got another one. Another one bites the dust. And you got to say no. You got to get up and you go, no. So how do we win the battle over temptation? Put on the armor of God. Excellent. Put on the whole armor of God. 
And well, one of the verses that you already mentioned, you can come to the Lord with anything. With the Holy Ghost, He knows everything already. So it's the easiest person to explain where, how you're feeling. Absolutely. Yep. You know, we talk about, you know, therapy, counseling. You know, probably one of the best counseling sessions in the world is just talking to somebody. You don't want them to answer you necessarily. You just want to talk it out. And then you go, thank you when you're done. And they haven't said anything. Because <laughs> you've just talked through it. Anybody else have done that? I have. You just talk through it with them. And you, when you get done, you go, thanks. I appreciate that. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> and you know what? God can be that listening ear 24-7-365. The, what we need to do, though, is get the noise out of our life. Sometimes we just need to get alone. <laughs> I know. I know Cheryl. Cheryl um, works through her struggles uh, by talking. Okay? Um, and that's challenging at times for me because I'm a guy and I can only handle so much communication. <laughs> I'm just being factual. That's just who I am. And yet I say to myself, Lou, this is a gift. Give it to her. Listen. And sometimes I'll go, you want to go for a drive? Do I really want to go for a drive? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't care. But when I get her alone from the distractions of the house, it's amazing. <laughs> it just starts. And it doesn't stop until we're someplace like, hey, we want to get ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> ice cream fixes everything. <laughs> and that's a blessing. But, but why? See, the, the, what she needs to do is she needs to talk it out. I don't need to fix her problems. I don't need to, press, to fix her, her, her issues. And things like that. I can't. And most of the time, I mean, I'm so blessed. She is such a brilliant woman. When she, when she talks through it and works through it, she's done. It just takes her time. 24, 48 hours, she's done. She's good. Right? Say what? Does she repeat any of this? But God's never going to allow you to, to be tempted beyond what you're able. When you go through a tough time, you know what? God is a listening ear, and he, he's going to give you a way of escape. He wants you to listen to him. He wants you to praise him. He, he, get alone and focus on the Lord and get in his word and sing Christian songs and listen to Christian music and worship him and love him and serve him. <clears throat> And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You know, it's amazing. You can endure it. The temptation to sin does not come from God. But why, why, you know, why do people sometimes blame God? Because we like to shift it to somebody other than ourselves. It's, it's their fault. It's his fault. Started in the garden, and it's happening today. Yeah. James 1, 13 to 15, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. 
For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desires can be conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Where does this temptation come from, according to this passage? Ourselves. Ourselves. This is not, you know, for those of you who are old like me in here, this is not the Flip Wilson generation the devil may be doing, right? It's not. It's outside. It's, it's right from here. Are we empowering the spirit or the flesh? That's the question. In other words, what are we feeding? What are we empowering? When we sin, we start feeding this flesh. And we, and, and we may like it even. And when we start feeding it, it grows. That flesh grows. But when we feed the spirit, the spirit is strengthened. When we speak truth, the spirit is strengthened. The God works in our life and we defeat the flesh. There's a warfare going on between the flesh and the spirit. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So who are you feeding? Who are you empowering? That's, what, that's an individual choice. And I can't do that on it. So we put on the whole armor of God and feed the spirit. Empower the spirit to work. So we don't... Oh, this is a great time of year. How many of you love going by a fire pit, having fire, or fire in the fireplace. You love that? But you know what? When we feed the flesh, imagine taking a bucket and throwing water on it. Now, is the, is the flame gone? Is, is it just with one thing, is, is it gone? Would you put your hand in it and put a little bit of water on it? No. no. But the spirit is grieved. And if we're not careful, as we continue to sin, the spirit is quenched. And he's no longer burning in our life the way it was designed to. And every time I sin, I'm taking water and putting it on fire, the spirit of God in my life. And he says, stop. The embers are still there. The flame is potential still there. But I, I, I'm destroying it by putting water on it. Don't do that. Don't give in to that temptation. Choose to do the right thing. We must choose to fear the Lord and reject the temptation of sin. We're the product of our choices. Proverbs 3, 7, and 8. Someone read that for me. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't figure it out on your own. That's the same thing as, as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So in other words, when we're tempted, fear the Lord, shun evil. No, I won't. No, I'm not going to give in. I am not going to given to this temptation. I'm going to find my way of escape. What's my way of escape? I am not going to give in to this. Why? Because God will always be with me. God's love for me is, is always there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. 
We can be encouraged by the presence and power of God in our life. And you know what? Let me tell you, there is no greater joy. There's no greater happiness than being in the power and presence and the love of God. That temptation, that sin will never satisfy you like the presence, power, and love of God. And you can be encouraged today. If I choose to do the right thing, will I really be happy? I can't guarantee that. But you will have the joy of the Lord in your heart that, that passes everything else away. It's worth it. It's worth it. You can do it. You can, you can do it. You can make it. You can succeed. You can be successful in the Christian life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, there's a lot of folks going through a lot of different things here. But you're, you're with them. If they have the Holy Spirit living in them, if they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, if they, if they know him personally, God, you are living within them. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God, you are with us. Our prayers don't have to reach through the ceiling. You're inside of us. God, I pray that you would help us to trust in you. That when we go through troubles, when we go through trials, and we come, go through temptations, that we can come through them with your strength and your power. But God, when we're weak, then you can be strong. God, when we deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow you, God, you're the one that has the resurrection power within us. We can do it with your strength. God, I pray that you would meet each need in here. For those that are hurting, help them, Lord. Heal them. For those who are mentally anguished because of things that they can't control, give them peace that passes all understanding and wisdom to know what to do and what not to do. God, I pray that you'd meet each and every need. And bring us back together again next Sunday. And between then, may we live out this Christian life one moment at a time to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.